El primero de mayo. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm getting right to the shits. We are here for a Philadelphia 76ers burial. Uh, people been hitting my mentions, asking, yo, we need to hear you tear them down. And I'm like, word, I got you, but I want to make it a little special. And when I bring in a couple of the homies to do their own burials of the Sixers, because we've been here. We previewed the Eastern Conference earlier in the season. We, we've been, they've been popping in with me throughout the season, giving you their takes, giving you their opinions. And a lot of stuff that's been said months ago has come to fruition. So I want to give them a chance to come on again and get into their bag and get their shit off. So not only is it me, who's here to bury Philly, but we also have Abdiel. Abdiel, he's a host of the, yeah. see dog, I'm, 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 I'm trying to give you the full plug before you hop in. Respectfully unruly. Unspe- there you go. Respectfully unruly podcast. And, it, and, and, and it's available where? On Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Copy that. Okay. But to really bring the point home of how hashtag Philly will always let us down, has become not only a moniker, but it's now come to fruition for seemingly the third straight year. I had to go to North. And I, and I had to go to North, and I had to go bring one of the gulliest from North to pull up and talk some shit about the Sixers. So, also, if you ain't know so, I'm going to just go ahead and cede the floor to you. Get your shit off about the Philadelphia 76ers. All right, just so Joey you knows, N-O-R-F, you know what I'm saying? Just no, no there. Let everybody know. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's get the boring stuff out of the way because everybody's doing the same take. So let's just give that out of the way. But first, let's let's do a tie into the to the pod though. So one of the theories on the pod is you know uh, fandom is a psychosis or a sickness. That, that's how it goes. Mental illness. Mental illness. Fandom is go. a mental illness. Right. So I can't say that I've completely converted, um, but. I think it's safe to say that since 2018, I've kind of been a retired sports fan. Haven't really had the same zest since the Super Bowl win. Um, kind of watching from the sideline. And I got to tell you, it's way better than <laughs> the fandom part. So I'm almost a convert. So quick, quick shout out to the to the pod and, and their mentality. Um, but to that same point, though, I would say two people on this pod, other than myself, were more uh, invested in the Sixers doing well this year than I was. I was not a believer from the beginning. Um, I didn't believe that you could have a winning championship team with uh, Danny Green and Seth Curry as your starters. I just didn't think it was going to happen. And, you know, I was right. Um, So let me get into the the Ben stuff first, but I I do have a a larger take on the team. So I think that the focus is going on the scapegoat part of it, which is fine because he is the, the main problem, but far, far from the only problem. So right away, let's get into it. Um, ben Simmons, game one, two for two, in, uh, field goals in the fourth quarter, uh, zero for zero in game two, one for one, game three, and then zero for zero for the rest of the series. So while that is 100%, <laughs> which is good, that's obviously terrible, um, historically terrible. Um, and that's not even counting his uh, historically low free throw percentage, which I think he was slightly above Shaq. No, slightly above Wilt, but below Shaq for um, worst playoff field free throw percentage. Um, and then that's not even obviously the, the totality of it. Um, you know, missed 
or pass of a wide open dunk on the baseline, as we all have seen. And then obviously more egregiously is his post-game quote. Uh, I'll read off to you, quote, we lost, it sucks, I am who I am, it is what it is, it's not easy to win, and it shows Nets got finished by the Bucks. it's not easy to win. So, you know, obviously the the, the hot takes, and, and rightfully so, have destroyed him for that, because that, you know, that signals that he's not going to put the work in to, to get better, right? And obviously there's never really an argument on that. Um, I've been a big Ben proponent um, on this podcast and in general. Um, I mean, for good reasons. Like he's a 24 year old star, all star point guard. Still, even despite he's a donkey right now, he's still gonna be an all star. Um, so I think there's still hope that he has a um a different kind of uh career. It may not be with the Sixers, but we'll get to there in a second. Um, but the thing that I want to get into first that's not the normal narrative that we've had is was what's behind this stuff. So I mentioned this before, like briefly, but, um, and by the way, this is not any way a defense of like Ben deserves all the heat. He there's, he deserves all the memes. He deserves everything. So there's not a defense of, there's just spinning it forward to get, get a different perspective. So Ben is having some like serious family problems that have been public. And, um, Doc Rivers came out today and said, you know, he didn't play in the same kind of era with social media and everything when he played and had he had the same problems with his family being as public as they are, it would definitely affect him, right? So, again, there's no, no way a defense of or a cop-out. But that said, Ben was already someone who was mentally weak to begin with, or soft, not weak, soft, to begin with. He had been coddled his entire life. He had been the go-to it guy since high school, you know, had a documentary when he, when he was in college, you know, the whole nine. He's on LeBron's team, like everything, right? So he's been spoiled um, and he's not the toughest of people mentally. So now you have an actual family issue happening in public view and you're already someone who's not necessarily secure in your own skin. You know, that plays a, a big part of it, right? So, but then to, to piggyback off that point, speaking of his family, you know, the real part that no one really talks about anymore is, you know, where this comes from. And let's go back a little bit. Um, you know, his dad is, is a former professional basketball player, I believe from Brooklyn, um, who played in Australia, had a good career over there where he met Ben's mom. And then, you know, here we are. But he instilled in him that he did not have to have any sense of urgency in improving his game. And so, you know, year one, year two, everyone was like, oh, come on, Ben, just, just shoot threes, just, just shoot more, just shoot this. And his dad was like, nah, he'll get to it when he gets to it. He's on his own time and he'll progress when he progresses, right? So that was his dad's philosophy. And that's why he works out with his, you know, his brother and all if he's in a not a coach or a professional. So with that said, and back to the, the original, you know, meme and, and, and scapegoating, the the why I think this is actually a good thing, strangely enough, I mean, it's terrible that we lost, right? Terrible we lost, terrible performance. His, you know, his his name took a hit, all that good stuff. But I think it's good because I, I think what this does is it removes his dad's influence. It removes the sense of I, I don't have to be urgent in changing my game. That is now over with. He does not have that luxury anymore. Who cares what his dad says? Who cares about his brother? He is now forced to then change. I think the report came out today 
that he is now in jeopardy of not playing for Team Australia um, because he's committed to working on his game, right? And he's said that every summer, so I'm not saying that's that's a guarantee, but I think that this backlash has been so great and his name has been dragged through the mud that I think it has forced him to have to deal with the reality of the pressures of being the number one pick, but then also being the number two most talented player on the Sixers. Um, So I think in in that sense, it'll be a good thing for him career-wise. Now, let me get to the the one other point about Ben. I'll let you guys chime in on Ben, but I have a bigger point with Sixers too. So Maddie Johnson said today that, um, that Ben needs to, you know, obviously work on his game, get, get, find love with the game again, go back to the basics, yada, yada, yada. Um, but he believes that, um, that Ben will be best served by being somewhere else. And obviously that's the obvious answer, right? Ben needs to be somewhere else. You know, every Philly fan hates him, wants him to move on, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's probably the first time you hear on a national, um, platform. So you'll hear it here first. Ben Simmons will not be traded. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be traded. I'm saying that he will not be traded. And let me explain why. Ben has a max contract, first and foremost, which makes it very difficult to move him just from a money standpoint. Ben also is a number one pick in the draft and a 24-year-old all-star. Despite all his holes, despite all his weaknesses, he is still that. And I can't see Daryl Morey doing a trade just to do a trade. And let me give you an example of a trade just do a trade. I can't see him doing a trade for someone below a Zach Levine level of talent or below a Beals level of talent. And the reality is he's not getting someone above that level. So if he's not getting someone above that level, I don't think he's going to do a trade just to do a trade just because people are angry in June on June 21st of, of this year. He, I think he'll be wise enough to hold on to that asset and then work around it, work on improving it, but also work on improving the pieces around Ben. So do I think Ben should go? Yes. Do I think it's better for the team? 100%. That said, I don't think he will move. Well, I mean, oof, there's a lot there. So I love the fact that off the hills of Father's Day, we're we're, we're trashing Ben Simmons' dad. Um, I'm here for it. Um, I, I think with no, not not trashing them, of, not, not trashing them. I mean, look, it, look, I'm 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 here for the funny. You know me. I'm here for the joke. So I, I love the fact that off the hills of Father's Day, you know, where you you're able to go into your bag and pull up, you know, Ben Simmons' home training and his father. I don't think that's a that's a perspective that's out there a lot anyway. Maybe for diehard Sixer fans, but most Sixer fans that I know don't really mention his upbringing and his mentality. We hear a lot about Kobe's upbringing with his dad, Jelly Bean, and how, you know, he left him out there in the Philly streets to get tough and, and things of that nature. It seems like, based off what you're saying with Ben Simmons' pops, it was almost the opposite of what Jelly Bean was doing with Kobe. So I think that that's a very interesting perspective to bring up. Well, let me ask you, let me tell you why I say that. And, and you'll remember why I'm saying this. Do you remember mm, two, three years ago, um, uh, Coach Brown, during a press conference, pleading to his family and Ben to shoot more threes? 
Do you remember that? Correct. Yep. And remember, I came to you and I said, "That's that's the end of him. If he's pleading in, in right. the public space for him to do more, that means he has no control." And remember, he was friends with his dad from his time coaching in Australia, right? So it was well documented early on that Ben's dad was molding how Ben approached the NBA. So I'm not giving you anything new. It's not a new idea, but I feel, I feel like it's been forgotten. We've moved well, past no, that idea. Look, I, look I, I think it's it's actually not even forgotten. I think most, I well, obviously casual basketball fans don't know that perspective. But I think even quasi-hardcore NBA fans either don't recollect that or didn't know about it. Like, if, if look, he had that documentary, right? He had the doc before he even came into the league. Look, if Ben Simmons had a whole doc about his life up until that point. So if, if, if you're a hardcore basketball head, you obviously die, dove into stuff like that. But I think most basketball fans don't know that that mindset or that, that background. But I think when it comes to, to Ben, as we're starting off very super serious, so at some point we're definitely going to have to find the plenty here. But when, when it comes to, to Ben and what he can or can't do or will or won't do and how can he improve, I'll just get right to it. And I've, I've been very vocal about it. I don't think it's a guarantee that somebody can get better just because they're young. Um, you can work on stuff you can go in the gym and put up a thousand shots and can still come back the next year and shoot in the 30s in the 30 percentile like it's not it's not a guarantee that because you put in work like he puts in work every summer we see him in open runs we see him in in in, in with his trainer on ig we see the videos on twitter like man's puts in work like no one can sit here and say he doesn't do the work or doesn't work on his game. That, that's that been proven over a number of years. It's not the whole narrative of, you know, him trying to spin it forward, like, oh, when they asked him about the free throws, like, oh, well, I'm going to fix that this year. Next year, they're not going to be able to do the hack of Ben. I'm like, well, dog, you, you've been sus on free throws overall, but especially in the playoffs, it's been declining. And you've been shooting free throws every summer. So, I mean – if you go from 500 to 1,000, I don't think that means you're all of a sudden going to shoot 80% next year. You know, maybe you crack 60, maybe you touch 70 like like when you were a rookie. But, I mean, I don't think it's a guarantee that just because someone puts in work that that work is going to be proven in results, especially when something we've seen multiple players in the NBA who put in the work and they still come back and they're trash in certain ways. Like every most players have holes in their game, and most players every offseason try to go into the go into the gym or to the lab and work on those holes. And then they come back, and guess what? Those holes still exist. So I think for the whole thing of Ben, and because he's young, he can still do this or do that. I'm like, sure, if you just want to lean on the fact that he's young, which is is an indisputable fact, but. Outside of that, he's been putting in this work every summer before, and he still has the same holes in his game. So, Ab, I'll, I'll, I'll lob this to you. In regards mm-hmm. to Ben and the prospect of him getting better, is that really a thing? Because we've seen it over the last few summers where he's been in the lab, been in the gym. Is this a legitimate thing where Ben can now, whether he's refocused and not, going with Team Australia in, in the Olympics, like also said, 
or maybe he's trying to create some distance between him and his pops or whatever. He's changed up his mindset. Can it really be that simple for someone who's been in the lab all these years to finally this offseason have something benefit his attributes in a positive way? All right, let me let me first start off with this. Um, Come on, dog. Just answer Simmons, the question, then Dylan, you can no, pivot dog, to your dog, joint. Dog, dog. You can answer the ben question Simmons. first and then pivot. Listen, listen, bro. Ben Simmons is the greatest point guard to ever come out of Philly, son. All right? Ben Simmons. That's the hot You know what I'm saying? Got. Is the is the Kaiser Sose of the NBA. Okay? You saw Mo Cheeks. We don't you know if Ben Simmons is the god, okay? He's the mulatto nightmare, okay? Um, we All don't right. know. He's a hot take sponsored if, by the respectfully unruly podcast. So we do not truly know if the man can shoot or not because he doesn't shoot. Like, can he, you name me a game where he took else. two? He took. <laughs> we know. Um, if he took uh two jump shots, I just want to just like you see the Jedi mind tricks here. This dude is a master manipulator. Okay, we don't know how, what his what what his uh percentage is going to be because he doesn't take them. You know what I'm saying? You don't miss the shots that you don't take. You understand what I'm trying to say? So um. With that being said, Ben, man, if you need a change of scenery, um, New York, bro, just you know, just tell Daryl. There's Darryl, two teams in New York, dog. There's two teams there. Which which, uh, which team are you referring? Wait, I'm, to? Let me let me let me let me let me. If you let me cook, all right, bro. Just you know, say put New York at the top of the. Tell Daryl that you want to put New York at the top of this. Let's swap out the red and the blue. For the blue and the orange, all right? I know, I know, I know, I know. Joel Embiid almost had a triple-double with eight turnovers. I know, I know. 31 points, 11 rebounds, eight turnovers. I know. I know Doc had you guys sitting down. You and Ben, I mean, you and Embiid sitting down together for about five minutes. I know, I know, I know. I know this. I know this. I know Korkmaz should not be on the floor. We know this, okay? We know this. It is not your fault. I know Tobias Harris went nine for 25. It was aggressive nine, really aggressive nine, but nine for 25 nonetheless. I know this, Ben. All right. I know Matisse Thibel is a liability on offense. I know, I know. You're just you're just trying to get him into the flow of the game by passing him that ball when you had a dunk. All right. Listen, listen, bro. I I understand. All right. Just, you know, just 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 come to where. Also already said that your your pops is from Brooklyn, so it should be a natural um transition over. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, just 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 come on, just come, bro. Be, be, right. I'm, I'm hopping I'm here. Saying, you got a home. I'm hopping here. That, that was a lackluster hot take. Um, this 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 response is sponsored by 1973, the last time Knicks won a championship. Um, the the idea that I mean, y'all not doing best, too good anyway. Y'all wanted to y'all won a championship ten to, years later, 1983. So as ten years later, though. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I was al- I was alive. I, I saw the parade. Did you see the parade? <laughs> if that's anything to brag about, I guess. So, I mean, I saw I saw a championship parade. Have you? That's that's good for you, bro. Oh, okay, I'm just saying because you know you came in kind of hot, like your team didn't get bounced out in the first round. Um, bro, this is not a this is not a no no no. I know a, it's not, a hate it's, on Ben. I I no, no, I, I, I hear want you. Ben. I, I hear ben. you. No, I hear you. I'm just I'm just. 
polishing out the idea that you had any ground stand on by saying he's the greatest Sixers point guard of all time when Mo Cheeks still exists on the planet. It's I mean, disrespectful dog. to Mo Cheeks to say that. Um, let let alone, you know, he's the GOAT. Hal Greer and other Hall of Famers, whatever. <clears throat> but wait, wait. Bro, but I, but I, I wasn't allowed. Listen, I wasn't allowed for all of that. So, you but know Sam, what I'm saying? But Sam, I want to answer, answer your question, though. So, your question was can he get better just based on age, right? So I think Ab went to the the old playbook, which is we're talking about jump shots. And the reality is, and this one person who's been on this podcast consistently saying this, it's not about the jump shot, right? Like this, he didn't play poorly because of jump shot. He played poorly because of what? The foul shot. Had he shot 50%, they win the series in five games. I've been saying that. His foul shooting and his finishing around a basket, that's the problem. The jump shot is whatever, right? That, that, that's only in addition to his game. He has to master the things that he's actually good at. So can I? do I think he can get better at foul shots enough to be 50%? Yes. Do I think he can finish at the foul? I mean, finish the, at the hole better? Yes. Now, as far as him being a three-point sniper, I mean, gets to be determined, as Ab said. We, we can't. We don't know. He didn't shoot enough to, to really make it's that claim. never happening. But maybe not. Maybe not. But I'm saying that's not even really the point. That, that's, some, that's something, a talking point that has been going on for years, but it's really besides the point. His jump shooting had nothing to do with this series as, at all. It really wasn't about that at all. Um, but to add other point, though, about him going to the Knicks, um, that is a rumor that is out there, right? And I do think he would do really well in the Knicks, actually. I think he would be a good fit for the Knicks, despite his lack of shooting and despite his being head case. But I know you want to keep it funny, and I, I'm down to keep it funny, obviously, but I do think, I just want to make this point, that I don't want to undersell that I in the, you know, 2021, I don't want to undersell the issues of mental health. And clearly he suffers from mental health issues in regards to his ability to do certain things and his ability to handle certain things off the court. So I just want to throw it out there and be, you know. But he's had, he's had the sports psychologist for a number of years now though, right? Right, right. But I mean, just because you have one doesn't mean that you're, you're solved, right? That's not like how mental health works. No, but I'm just saying like he's, he's clearly has admitted that he's, he's been self-aware or have had people in his camp be aware enough to suggest that to him and he's been man enough to do it which a lot a lot of folks won't but i mean either that's not working or that particular person i don't know if he switched psychologists since he's been doing it, I, I don't know but like obviously whatever tick he has it's still there whatever mental block he has whatever psyche block he has it's still there completely agree i think he should have Maybe maybe fired is the wrong word. Cause maybe I'm being too harsh, but I, I said the same thing earlier. I think he needs to to change up the course. And if he feels though whatever happened with his family and that whole situation is too much for him, and he can't deal with that and compartmentalize that and then do his job, then he needs to find another therapist who can then help him do that. But like, and I'm not giving him an excuse with the mental illness. I'm just saying that is the thing, and he has to either do a better job of dealing with it, which I you know may not be in his power, or he has to change the resources that he has. That he's using to then deal with it. All right, let me shoot Ben some more bell. Um, it's not a question of whether he could get better. Is he just have to? He just has to get aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can he do good? All right, he got this little um post up into like that little uh, jump hook. All right, he has that. No one can guard him in open court. Does he? he has a quick first step. No one can guard him open court. They slowed down. No, no, no. With, I'm talking about that that hook. That hook you keep everyone keeps referencing like it's automatic. Well, it feels that no, automatic. No, it's not. It's, no, 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 no. 
no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying it as if it's being automatic, but he could work that he could work on that and get that to a, a decent level. You know what I'm saying? That can still be worked on. Um, only thing for him is that he just has to get aggressive. Like no one's going. He's going to blow by most of the people he's guarding. He's going to he could post up most of the people he's guarding. He would. What he happens could, when you're aggressive on, on the basketball? You court? get what, what? What? What generally happens? You could you could get an aggressive fifteen to eighteen points. No, 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 no. From, With his skill set. From a defender's point of view, when you have someone that, that that's a runaway freight train running at you, mm-hmm. and you know they have a weakness, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to back up, but none of those people, but they're not, but they weren't doing no, that to No, you man. fouled them. You fouled them, Ab. You fouled oh, them. Well. So he's not going to be aggressive because he, he can't shoot free throws. So the whole, the, and then that's why, you know, I love Shaq from a, you know, from a player standpoint or whatever, but he gets into that commentator bag and every answer for every question is be aggressive. It's yeah, like, but bro, right, bro, not everybody was you who didn't care that he shot 50% from the free throw line. He still wanted to rock every time. You can't just put you're that right. psyche right. onto every player. No, no, you, Ben's right. afraid. You, you do get fouled, but as a point guard, what, what do you control? You control the pace of the game, right? You have to push it in transition. All the assists that he got last night, and I think he got 13 of them, were all mostly transitional transitional type of uh, points, trans- transitional baskets. You know what I'm saying? What the Hawks did was slow the game down for him, and I think that's what they fucked up at. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't really want to, like, like kill, kill Ben too much. I mean, yeah, Ben, that he has a problem, no doubt. But at the same time, it wasn't like he was the only one fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Like going, going in a going with a ten man rotation, in a game seven, do a die. You know what I'm saying? Is, is kind of. But if, uh, if if you don't have answers, what are you supposed to do? Like Quentin <sighs> Snyder's getting killed for leaving Gobert out there to get Swiss cheesed up by Terrence Mann mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. going deeper into his bench. What, mm-hmm. what what is a coach supposed to do when he's well, in game seven? It's do or die, and you're searching hey, for answers. I mean, I well, got the answer well, if well, well, well. If if you're talking about Quinn Snyder, it would that was simple. That was simple enough. You 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 take the defensive player. You 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 let your balls hang, and you take the DPOY off the court, and you put in Joe Ingles. You go with the small ball. They're killing you with small ball, so you need to respond with small ball. That's the best response with it, right there. Because if you're telling me you're going to keep a person that's on the, you're going to keep. Rudy Gobert, what what he does bad? What what was he doing that was that was terrible? Okay, he wasn't uh, he wasn't he wasn't recovering to the three point line quick enough, right? They was killing him from the three point line. They were kick they were killing him on a pick and roll because he was dropping back. They were even challenging him at the rim, going up his chest. So at that point, and and plus he had like what ten points? No, not even ten points. Ten rebounds and like eight points. So now you're a liability on both ends, dog. Because you're not blocking shots. They're going up your chest, and you can't close out to the three point line. So you know what? You have to sit down. And Quinson has had to let his balls hang on that. So that's a di- so that's that's completely different than what Doc did. Completely different. You know what I'm also, saying? Segway. Are we segwaying? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So now that we're going to the broader point, and I actually agree with I agree with Ab on this one. Again, it's not a it's not a cop out or, or a defense of Ben. Like Ben stunk and Ben played poorly for a point guard, right? Forget a basketball player, he played poorly for a point guard. Um, so there's no defense of. However, um, let me just give you a couple of things that uh, in regards to your Doc point. <clears throat> Doc Rivers has 29 losses with a chance to clinch a playoff series. 
the most losses by a head coach in NBA history. His .341 win percentage is the worst all-time among coaches with 20-plus games. So to your question about, well, did he have choices? Well, I mean, I think you do, right? So if you understand that your player is limited mentally, physically, whatever it is, as Ben was, and clearly not performing in the fourth quarter as he was, you had other options. Is it is it wise to play a rookie more in playoffs? Obviously not. But can Tyrese Maxey make a foul shot? Yes, he can. Could that have cost them? Could they have won them a series? 100% it could have. We lost two games by three points or more, or three, three or more points. So just that one decision to, to have someone who can make a foul shot would have been the, the decision there. And, and Doc, you know, not getting, got, not benching uh, Tobias when he was off that one game. Or more importantly, you had a 2 1 lead in the series, and Embiid did his typical clunker game and clearly was not himself. Why did he play so many minutes? Had he not played so many minutes, maybe we win that game as well, right? So let's talk about the bigger picture, bigger picture here. And as someone from Philly, I say this obviously with you know all due respect, but also with all heart in the world. Philadelphia is not a soft place by any stretch of the imagination. This team, however, is very soft, and I've been saying so for a while. So start with the top. The highest paid player on the team is Tobias Harris. This is Tobias Harris' probably best year as a pro. That's safe to say. You agree with that, everybody? Yay, nay. I'm, I'm. I would have to think on that, but I'm not. It, it sounds about right. Right. Numbers Certainly within the last three, four, three years, this is probably his best year within the last three, four years. I mean, he's basically an all-star for the season. So I, I would say that's, and he's never been an all-star. So I feel it say this is like his best season. So he played his best. He stepped up on defense a little bit. Um, offensively, he was a bucket, even in clutch time. So he's actually pretty clutch this season. So I'm not taking that away from him. However, he has the same problem that Pandemic P has often, which is come playoff time, he has the tendency to disappear. And when you're not a defensive player, when you're not a, a dominant player, and all you really can do is get buckets, you kind of have to get buckets. You don't really offer too much else to the game. You're not a ball handler per se. You're not a distributor per se. Your job is to get buckets. So you can't have games when you are off scoring. And he just happens to have that a lot in playoff games. So that's problem one. And he's the highest paid player on team, which is also a big problem. It's probably the worst contract in the NBA. Unfortunately, probably the second worst contract in the NBA as of right now is Ben Simmons' contract. So, yes, he's a 24-year-old all-star. Yes, he's, you know, all these things. Um, but it's still a terrible contract considering that he's not giving you what he should be giving you offensively. So you have two of the worst contracts in the NBA on one roster. That's the GM or whoever's fault for having that be the case. But let's get down to the other part of this, though. And this is not his fault. I'm in no way blaming him for this series, but he's supposedly the supposed MVP of the league, as he thought he was. Um, and I've mentioned this before on this podcast that Joel Embiid doesn't has a tendency again to just have a clunker game in the playoffs, and there's no reason for it. He he was hurt this year, so I'm not saying that he he wasn't hurt. He was definitely hurt, but he played through that injury, so it wasn't like that injury caused him that for that game because he played well before that game and he played well after that game. 
So that was like a mental thing as far as I'm concerned on that particular game. And he just can't afford to have that. He has to be great all the time. Um, so, and, but more importantly, I'll, I'll go back to something that Ab had, had said to me when he first learned that Embiid um, messed up his knee. And Ab was actually more upset than I was. Do you remember this, Ab? When Embiid got hurt? Yeah. Ab was like upset because he was like, dang, man, like I really thought he was going to do something this year and he got hurt again. And that goes back to the, 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 the other issue too. And it's not him being soft. I'm not equating this as being soft, but I, I am saying that his injury history just makes him not reliable. You can't rely on someone who's been injured pretty much every year of his career, has poor conditioning every year of his career. You, you just can't rely on it. I know, I know we all hate the, the, the obnoxious saying of your best ability is, is availability, but it's really true in this case. He's supposed to be the best player on the team. Some may say, I'm not saying anything, but some may say best player in the league. But you can't be the best player in the league or on the team when you're not on the court. And he's just not on the court enough. And that's a huge problem, that our the best player isn't available, right? So those are the top three guys. Break down the coach. Obviously, has a, a clear history in the playoffs of not being, you know, a clutch coach other than that one year at Boston. Um, but I think to a, a lesser extent to the, the, the role players, right. And, and Sam, you, you, you were, you were a defender of this. You were a big shake guy, right, Sam? Not big, but you were a shake, a shake guy though, right? Yeah. For years now, like I've been saying, he should, right. should be getting more run. Right. And so what happened to him this, uh, this off season, he completely just threw in clunkers. He got streaky, and then it, I don't know if it got in his head or if whatever, but his shot wasn't going in. I mean, he had the, the two games where he was balling against Atlanta, no doubt. But the previous series, he played like shit. And so if you're supposed to be like the 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 this team's version of Lou Will, which is basically a, a, a bench scorer who can get his, his own shot, again, back to the Tobias point, you have to be able to get that shot. You can't be having games where you're clunking up shots and not – doing anything because again he doesn't offer enough of his game other than scoring he's not he's he's a ball handler but he's not a great ball handler right so he plays the point guard position or a guard position but he's not distributing the ball to anybody he's not throwing any great passes to anybody he's not a rebounder his defense is okay right so again if you only offer one thing you kind of have to do that one thing otherwise why are you there to Ab's other point about Korkmaz. Korkmaz, I would argue, has improved his ball handling. I would argue he's also improved, improved his defense. No, but please, please. Wait, please. I mean, let me, let, me, let me get to it. Let me get to it. He's improved his ball handling, he's improved his defense. That said, it's still below average. So he's still not good at either of those things. He has improved, though. From before, he has improved. But to Ab's point, if all you're doing again is offering up three point shots and you're not making them, then why are you on the team? You have to be able to do the one thing that you actually offer because he's not playing great defense. He's not handling the ball. Well, he's not distributing the ball. What are you doing? Right? So I'm giving you now two players, three players, three players on the team who only do one thing, right? We focus on Ben and the one thing he doesn't do, right? But he does the other things that do well. But other players only have one thing they actually do, and they don't even do that. 
So they're not offering anything at all, which makes it really hard. And then to that same point, Matisse Thibel, he's the opposite. Second team, all defense. Great. Defensive, he was probably the best defender on the team. Awesome. But he's a liability on offense. So again, if you aren't providing any kind of um, ability to provide any kind of offensive ability, you can't even be on the floor with Ben because Ben has his own problems. Now you're playing three on five. It's already four on five offensively, but now you're playing three on five. So you have two people who do one thing well, and they're not doing that well on the team. You could get away with that. You could get away with that unless if you're playing stellar defense, like getting steals, getting deflections, and actually getting on transition. But when you're not doing that, it's a damn problem. Like Trey Young should not. It shouldn't be easy for Trey Young in a pick and roll. You know what I'm saying? Trey Young shouldn't get nowhere near the the dotted line and be able to do a float in in in, in the hole when you got three defensive all defensive uh, players on your team. That should not happen. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And Facts. as quiet as cap, quiet as cap. I think one of the one of the biggest reasons that y'all didn't even advance uh, to the Eastern Conference is because of that Danny Green injury, man. Like Danny Green, even though Danny Green played like we're not going to do that. We, he played unbearable. We're not going to do that, bro. Hold he on. played unbearable, bro. He did, but he was switched at the same up time for nineteen like, points individually by Trey Young. We 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 are not going to sit here and say that Danny Green was the difference. I don't want to hear that shit. He was switched wait, 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 so wait. bad that Doc wait, had to pull I, him off. In the season, and, and when was this in a regular season? No, the no, playoffs. game oh, one. Okay. Game one, he got switched but I'm saying, for no. over half of Trey Young's points individually, and Doc had to pull him off. That's how but I'm saying Matthias though, in game, getting D on him. Pause. All right, but in game five, in the second half, when it was only Seth Curry and uh, Joel Embiid shooting, you mean to tell me you couldn't give at least uh, uh, Danny Green would have never took at least three shots that whole that whole second half? And then what with him? He was trash before I mean, he, that. He was getting clowned he, all. He he was getting killed in the playoffs for for the Lake Show. He they won the championship. That's for the Lake him. Show. He played actually better this season than he did in L.A. He, he was definitely streaky. better this season. Uh, here's he what here's what I'll say way to Ab's, better this season. Here's what I'll say to Ab's point, and and I, and I think obviously Ab's overselling it a little bit. Danny Green was not the reason why they lost the series. Um, no, but, no, I'm not saying that they wasn't lost. But I'm saying like, damn, that really that kind of hurt because then right. you because now. At least you can say that he plays phenomenal. On Danny Green's health, you're in well, trouble. He well, plays phenomenal defense. He plays phenomenal. He plays phenomenal defense, Mark, and he can shoot. Through, and he, he can shoot. To. You're going. You're going too far. To. Yeah, you're right. Talking, and he can you're, shoot. You're talking I'm, I'm about Spurs, Danny Green. You're not talking about yeah, current day, Danny. Green. Right. I'm. I'm help you out here. The phenomenal defense is definitely not anywhere in a long time. That's not not the case. But I think that to Ab's point, though, right? Even though he's overselling it. I think to his point, Ab is actually, is actually um, helping out my point, which is when you have a team filled with people who only do one thing and you have games like that one game where no one's scoring but Seth Curry and Joel Embiid, right? Having someone who's shooting 38% from three in the playoffs like Danny Green, that little bit of help, that willingness, more importantly, to shoot the ball, that could have been a difference. Because he's he not scared. Right, he's not scared. At all. So again, he's not the reason they lost. His defense was, was definitely a liability for sure. Um, and he wasn't that great overall in the playoffs this year. He was just good, right? But I do I do think Ab 
Abbott's point is only true because of the roster makeup. He could have had all of those Cork Maz minutes in game Yo, seven. Yo, bro, the, the league is all about shooting. Steph Curry has ruined basketball. All you're going to get from here on out until the next phenom comes in and changes the game is you're going to have a bunch of one-dimensional players. This is what the league is. The, the Sixers aren't the only team with a bunch of one-dimensional dudes. Look at who the Bucks are tr- the Bucks are trotting out there. You think Bobby Portis can give you anything more than what he brings to the table? PJ Tucker's only value is the corner three and playing defense. He's essentially one-dimensional because a corner three, they don't even really let him get it off like that. So there's a bunch of teams that have advanced with a bunch of one-dimensional looking Phoenix. You think Jay Crowder's right. there to score? He's there to play right. defense. He's not really You're there. Saying, like he'll knock down the occasional three. But he's not expected to do that, right? But you're saying one dimensional, and that's what I'm, that's not, I think my point is that yeah, one dimensional works if you're actually good at that one dimension and you actually do that one dimension. Ben I'm plays saying defense; he's good at that one dimension. No, Tybal I'm, not, I'm plays... not saying Ben. I'm not saying Ben. I'm saying you have players like Corkmas who are shooters who can't shoot. You have people like Thibel who are defensive players who still get toasted for games. So if you're not giving that defense, then what are you doing? So you're not you're you're a zero dimension. One dimension I is good. I haven't seen Matthias get get get. Bro. I've seen him get beat. Like, look, he's good on defense, but if you're good, if you're a good one on one defender, you're going to give up points. Like, you're just not going to be completely lock somebody up. Where right. They score nothing. You're going to get scored on. So, so if you're getting scored, right? So if you're getting scored on that game, right, and you are doing a good job, at least staying in front of the person, cool. But, but then on the other hand, you're not providing any offense. Is that enough? It's enough also, to make it to the league, and it's it's enough to be to be in a rotation. Yeah, just like you also, have three point shooters who their only job is, you know, Steve Kerr, Paxton, those dudes that you know what they come in the game, you know what they're there to do. They're there to shoot. That's it. Their defensive and, liabilities. You can you just it's 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 Steph Curry. He comes on the floor. Me, he he can go crazy. He can be a raging inferno. He can hit ten threes. You also know you can hunt him. On offense and switch cheese his ass up and get those points right back. Why is Jared Smith not in the league this year? Because he stopped doing the one thing he did. Well, he's you old can't... too. Well, that means that too. But I'm saying, but there are other old players in the league. The point is, if you lose the one dimension, then you can't be in the league. And there, and there are two players on the team and in the league too. But I'm talking about this team in particular, who have a dimension that they're not great at, and they're and they come up small in at the in opportune times. So. And not to mention, like, the IQ. I don't know where, where, where the IQ of this team is at because I've seen Gallinari score four quick buckets on a on a, on a a post-up of uh, Seth Curry and no one even tried to, like, help Seth on that. And it's like, damn, dog. Like, come on. You see this man? Yo, this man has a foot on him. They'd a, rather and, give up the two than the three. And this is the... So Seth, Seth is actually a great... That's crazy, man. Seth is a great example. Seth is, is a pretty much a poster boy for one dimensional right because he's toast on defense he can't guard anybody on defense but he does the one thing he does right right and you can you can live with that you can live with someone who does it but if you're not doing that then that becomes a huge problem look at joe harris look at joe harris joe harris could a single no 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 joe harris could have single-handedly won game three he had 
two times, two different times, he shot the ball. It clunked. He got it right back oh, and shot the ball and shooters, it, bro. We celebrate shooters clunked who make it. four out of ten threes. That's not a great percentage, but because shooting a basketball is so difficult, we 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 pump up people who make four out of ten. So I'm not going to kill him because he missed two. Because ideally, if he's great, he's going to miss six out of ten. Bro, he missed nine out of ten. Okay, you're a shooter. Like, if you're a shooter, you can't just say, yo, son. Because even even the shot that KD, even the, the air ball. It was a right, so, 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 wait, so, wait, 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 not Joe even Harris, that. You're shooting did. 48 in the regular season. You're shooting 24 in the playoffs, dog. Half. Half. Oh. How you go to half? Like, what do you t- like? Like, what is this? If, if, if now all of a sudden we're holding people to their regular season averages, then you can. No, 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 a lot of people aren't living up to their regular season averages. You're facing the same team four to seven times in a row. They're not going to let right. you get the Look, shit you I, got off in December. All right, so you June. name me. So you name me the player that shot half of what he shot in the regular season, and I will kill them. Then, if you can name some, if you can name me any hey, other player that only shot half, he didn't shoot half. He didn't. He didn't shoot half. Let's, let's be honest. Only metric, then I'm, I'm so not he shot twenty four percent. No, no, no. In Look, the playoffs this son, year, he he shot twenty four percent in the playoffs this year. No, he didn't. He shot forty percent from three this year in the playoffs. Forty percent. Joe Harris. Yes. No. I, but 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 I think I'm still making your point for you though, Sam. You agree that by a, a metric, a guard, any guard, but especially a shooter, should not be below forty percent from the field. You agree with that, right? Sure. On the okay. surface level, just taking it as that question, sure. Okay, so I, th- I think that's where I'm saying. I think Joe Harris underperformed by basic standards of, of what a guard should do. He wasn't right, asked to do a lot. He wasn't asked to do a lot. All he had to do was make well, his Well, he shots. was in this series. He was. Because he had to be the number two option because the beard didn't come back till game five. So he was asked to do more than he's generally accustomed to do. So you're asking a guy who's just a shooter who we can all agree is a one-dimensional player and even more within that one dimension. He can do one thing in that one dimension really well. That person was now asked to become a number two option. And we're going to kill him when he fails at being that? No, I we can kill him for that. No, 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 no. You're we referencing his, his field goal it. percentage. That's mm. not just three points. You're referencing his field goal we, percentage. We could kill him for not making his shots. He only made about one or two shots a game, and he shot eleven times. Dog, I'm we not can here kill to him for that. What his num- You can you can kill whoever you want. I'm saying it to me. It's not as justifiable as killing someone who is one dimension and didn't live up to that one dimension. Right? That that's one whole separate argument. But having someone who is one dimensional and then through injury 
they now have to step up and become a second option, and that person fails at that, I'm not going to kill them as hard as the person who's supposed to be expected to be a shooter who struggles to shoot. Here's my that question to me on that is one. Two was, totally but different that, things. But that he, let, let, but let that, me ask a question on that one, though. Let me ask a question. He is a shooter who was expected to shoot and didn't make his shots. But let, was let he expected to be a number two option on a team with the beard, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant? Is he a number two option? Who, who made him a number two option? Wait, let, wait Sam, let me ask a question. Let me ask when question. Kyrie and James Harden aren't there, Besides uh-huh. Jeff Green going crazy. No, 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 no. You can't say no, 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 no. Now you can't. Now you can't because now you're moving the goalposts. Because first I'm you said he was the second. Post. No, no. Jeff wait, wait. Green had you one said that. Wait, 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 wait. You said that he was the second option. Now you he say, oh, expected. outside of Jeff, outside of Jeff option. Green. He All right, was so asked now to be the second option, and Jeff Green took it from him that one night. Because so he are he, is he? Is he a professional basketball player or is he not a professional basketball player? What did he not Did he not get four years for seventy-two million dollars, or did he not? Something that he's not built to be. What does him being a professional basketball player have to do with him being asked to perform outside of what his abilities are? Well, uh, he's a one-dimensional player. Let me. What he does well at is shoot, and he didn't. And he didn't. He's a three-point shooter. He's a three-point. And he didn't do that. Being a three-point shooter is predicated mostly on drive and kick. It's not like he's coming down on his lonesome one on one, just bombing threes away. It's he's getting no one open said he, threes that's in, the, in the motion of offense. All his threes is open. I got you. I got you. I got challenged the, the point you're making. I agree that if he was asked to do more, right, and then he failed, then he shouldn't be blamed for that because that's not his role on the team. I agree with that. However, I'm not so sure that his workload is what you're making out to be. Right? No, it wasn't. So, wait, wait. Let me. I, I, I'm, I'm defending you. I got you. I got you. We all watch so, the same games, though. No, I, I, I hear you. All I'm saying is, regular season, ten shots a game, right? Three, three point. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Six three point shots a game, right? Playoffs, ten shots a game. Six point eight threes a game. So if point four was the 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 burden that he had to share, and that's why his numbers dropped so great, then I mean I, I can't really give him that pass. He had this exact same um, quest out of him. It did a lot. Go ahead. A lot. I'm saying no, he, he okay. same amount of attempts for field goals and three point shots as um, regular season. However, he was shooting fifty percent from the field in, in the um regular season, but in the playoffs below forty. That's a huge, huge drop. Huge drop. And this is not the first time. So, and then on top of that, all the shots that he had to win the actual games, which is games three and game seven, he was wide right. open. Correct. Wide open. And again, majority of his shots were wide we, we open. Celebrate, we celebrate people who make four out of ten of those types of shots. We celebrate them. But you're killing him for missing wide open shots when he's going to miss six out of ten. So I'm going to keep making the same point. Like, you can kill him. I don't care. But what I'm saying is that, to me, there's levels in terms of placing blame. If you're telling me Joe Harris wasn't expected to be something when Kyrie Irving is out and James Harden is out, all of a sudden Joe Harris is still supposed to just chill right there in the corner, that's not what I saw. But okay, if you want to bring up the shot attempts, okay, but I saw on a dude that was trying to be something that he was not. I saw him handling the ball more. 
I saw him going actually to the hole, which didn't make a lot of sense. He was doing things that he's not accustomed to doing. That's what, what I saw. And what does that tell you? And what does that, that tell he you? Was, he obviously felt he needed to do more. Oh, he, so okay, thank he you, thank you. He needed thank to do you. more. But why would he think he needed to do more? Because the actual number two and number three options aren't there. So if he felt like he needed to do more, and you're saying that we celebrate people that make six out of ten, he couldn't make three out of ten? Because he made one out of ten. He made one out of ten. In game seven? But use the words, though. We celebrate the ones who make four out of ten, as in that's phenomenal. He made one and I'm not even on one individual night. Shit happens. I'm and not, I'm not even saying for that. And I'm not even saying like that he was the main reason or the reason. But I'm saying, damn, you were paid to do a job and you ain't do it. Because all those shots was wide ass open. If you want to pierce it, he to, got to beautiful wide open level, shots. Sure. Okay. And he missed them. So what? <laughs> like he's Joe Harris. That's my point. He's Joe Harris. We're going to kill someone. We're going to burn the jersey of the dude. That's an afterthought in the grand scheme of things. No one's saying that. (laughs) That's what. No one's saying that, though. His jersey didn't burn? Who's Joe Harris? I don't know. I never see. I saw 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 somebody else. Somebody burned his jersey. That's what fed the slander of Joe Harris, that someone went out there and burned his jersey, and then people started, yeah, let's ride on Joe Harris. That's how that started. No, nah, I was riding on Joe Harris. Someone burned his jersey. It's right there on Twitter. It's right there. I, I was I was getting on Joe Harris this whole damn like I have I didn't see him I didn't see Joe I didn't see if you would have gave me regular Joe Harris then all right because all his shots was wide again his, all Joe his Harris shots to, but again you're, all you're, his you're shots asking. were wide open like no one was in front of him no one defended it That's no one was dog. defending. Again, you still miss? Like, come on, man. Yes, nah. yes. Nah, 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 nah. Yes. I can't, I can't, I can't. So he, so, 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 so Joe Harris is trash now. He can't shoot now. Joe Harris, I, again, that's not my point. You're, you're, you're saying stuff that's not my point. You're, you're, you're killing him for missing wide open shots. Yes, wide open shots in the, in the playoffs. Which means what in the grand scheme? Which means what? Some of those shots, if he hit it, especially in game three, he could have won the game for him. Sure. Literally could have won the game. Irving get hurt, and if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt, we're not even Yeah, they win the game. Yeah, we're not having and this if conversation. James, right. And if James Harden doesn't pull up lane with 43 seconds in the game one, we're not even having this conversation. So what does any of it mean? That he didn't do his job. Is this what I'm saying? That's the only thing his I'm saying. His job is to He's make He's wide shots. open. He that's shots. it. Sure. And that's it. All right, man. Look, look. All of this moves away <laughs> from the point of, where we're trying to place blame, proper blame. We don't want to go over the top like the full letter network and what people do for clicks and the aggregate on websites to get their shit off. I try to make this thing where if we're going to put things in proper perspective, let's put them in proper perspective. To me, Joe Harris was trying to be something that he's not, and he was allowed to do that. Now, if you want to go to coaching, if you want to go to KD, who had to play damn it every minute of every game the last three games to get that team to seven, okay, like there could be blame placed there too. Do we want to blame oh, no, KD for being on the line? Do we want to blame KD for his foot being on the line? He should know better, right? He's KD. He should know that his foot's on the line when he does that turnaround three, right? That wasn't a three. 
Are you asking? So we we could blame KD, right? I'm seriously asking. So wait, no, can, of course not. If we could blame I, no, I don't we know. blame Joe Harris for missing uh-huh. open shots, which is his job. KD is the hired assassin. He has the kill switch. He's a killer. He should know mm-hmm. better than right that his foot would be on the line if he gets that close to the to the line. Right. That's a false equivalency. He should know when he performs that move. How's it a That's false, a false equivalency? equivalency? Both of them That's didn't do equivalency. their job. Both of them That's didn't false... do their job. No, 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 KD no. no. Said you know what? No, no, no. KD you know why KD did his job? Because they did. Because no, no, no. KD he tied up the game. game. He gave KD them more time to win. No, 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 no. That's not what we wanted yes. to do. Yes. He took that yes. shot to win he the gave... game. Did they win the game? He didn't do his job. They didn't By lose. Logic, but they did not lose. No, no, no. They lost. Did they lose? Did they lose? No. When he hit that shot, did they lose? I'm talking about game seven. He did his job. He forced it to overtime. No, no. He did his job. His job was to make a shot. He was tired and exhausted. He wanted no part. His of job the was team. to make That's a shot, and he did it. His job was to win the game. He didn't win the game. So, by your logic, he's to no, not to me. That's not my logic. If though. Joe Harris, That's not if my Joe's logic. Harris' job is to make open shots, and he missed them, so we blame Joe Harris. Kevin Durant's job is to be the number one player on that team and win the game without a doubt. And he didn't do it. All right. I'm so if that's what you, uh, so if that's what you, all right. So if you want to say that, then yes, I'm gonna blame Joe. Har- I'm gonna blame the coach, Joe Harris, and KD for, for his foot being on the line. Well, let me, if that's what you want to say. Let me hop. If that's what you want to say, let me hop in because you're making false equivalencies, and you know this. Same equivalency. Both of them didn't do their Because wait, wait, all right, wait, wait, all right. So wait, did KD lose the game for them with that shot? With that shot on the tonal line, did he lose the game? Did they win it? No, no. Did all right? Wait, let me answer. Let me answer. Let me answer. Let me answer. Let me. Let me answer it. Let me answer it. First of all, I feel I I agree with you, Ab, right? But I think Sam is right in this one point here, right? You're talking about KD did his job because he scored a lot of points and carried the team, right? True. But KD's supposed to be a closer. And that shot was supposed to be the game-winning shot. And so if your team is already um, shorthanded as it was, you really can't afford to go into overtime. Because you're he already playing, no that OT. right? Because you're already playing a deficit. So is is he to blame? No, he's not really to blame. But to his point, if we're gonna blame the shooter for not shooting, then you have to blame the closer for not closing. And that's why it's an asinine thing to be blaming people for individual stuff. Shit happens. Shit happens. His foot was on the line. Shit happens. Joe Harris got cold at the worst time imaginable. Shit happened. Shit happened in seven games. Yes, that for happens. seven games he was not that good. That happens. That happens. Streaky shooters. So we shouldn't. So we shouldn't. Shooters. So he shouldn't have no. So we should just leave him alone. He's a perfect. We, we, he, but by your no, that's what you're saying. This is exactly what you're saying. saying. So since he didn't do it, so since he. Wait, so does he? Proper perspective is not absolving. But that. that's not my again. But that wasn't my point. You're saying please being proper. That was never my point. My point was that Joe Harris was a shooter. Why the Nets lost was Joe Harris. I'm not saying no, no, you no, said no, 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 no. I was so all right. So wait, wait. So wait, wait. So just because that was my leader, that means I'm placing the entire thing on him. That's it's, not what I'm I doing. Would, I, I would lead. An that is exactly not what I'm doing. Point. I would not lead an argument or a debate with my third and we, point. And we brought up Joe Harris in contrast to Danny Green and to uh, Corkman. Correct. So we, I was not, I was not, I was not blaming Joe Harris solely for the next losing. But But the conversation, wait, wait, no, no. But the conversation was, 
people that are sh- that shooters who w- who are one dimensional. No, no, who are one dimensional. And what happens when they don't do that one thing that they're on the floor to do? What do you do? Right. And that's when I brought up Joe Harris. And take him off the a, court. He's a hired assassin, a killer, and he couldn't kill. So I mean, if that's the way too. you feel. I mean, no. According to you, if that's the way you Look, feel, I'm then going hey, that's your train of thought. I'm that is not my train of thought. thought. My train of thought. That is not if in any way. That is not in job, any they way. Have to take blame in the loss. If someone has a job and they don't do their job, then they have to take part of the blame for the loss. So, so wait, KD. Wait, wait. So wait. KD's also, also, right? KD's job was to keep them in the game, score points. He's he did killer. both. He, and he did both. So if you're saying no, one aspect, on he didn't do one little, he didn't do one little Jordan aspect misses, of his job. Michael nah. Jordan misses the shot in Utah. Did he do his job or not? If he missed that shot when he pushed off again, By- Byron Russell, did he do his job or not? Would they have lost? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? If they would have lost, then no, he would have, then no, because you shouldn't even have to get to that point. Because again, MJ, because that right there, MJ, because MJ, wait, wait, I'm going to tell you why. Because MJ had his full roster with him. So if you want to, you can't, again, you can't, again, you, but was Rodman, was Rodman there? Was their coach there? Okay, then, thank you. Who's one dimensional? You want to get into that? So you had a, your second option has a bad back, he could barely move, and your third option is a dude who can't score. But wait. So whose job is it to you score? You said you said they won that game. So why are you even why are you even comparing it to what KD did? If they won that you're game. Saying, you're was that, saying that because no, I'm not KD saying had that. to do all this other stuff that he still did his job. Yes, he still did his job. Stuff, which is the same stuff Michael Jordan had to do on that team. But if he misses that shot. Against Byron Russell, he didn't do his job because he wanted to finish the game and won the game. That's he what you're saying. To to game seven. That's it's your logic. By, That's by, your by logic. logic of KD. Wait, can I, can I go back to the other question about the coach, though? Can we get there, please? I mean, do they really have a coach? Well, but let, let's get into that, though, because I, I, I think this is actually a really great question because before the season started, we were all like, yo, how are you going to have Steve Nash, who can't coach, be the coach of the most talented team in the NBA? Right? Wasn't that a big talking point? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I I, I can't tell you if he coached well or not. Right? Ab can tell you that. I, I, I can't really go into that or not. I don't know if he does X's and O's or he's just kind of there as a figurehead. I don't know. But my question to you is, both of you, is it even fair to even talk about his coaching when the team was so top heavy and they had no top, if you're missing two of your top three players and that's kind of all you have, we clearly know they don't have any depth. Is it fair to even talk about the coaching? Uh, For me, it's a yes, because he's hired to do a job and he had Dan Tony next to him, who's an experienced coach to kind of guide him along the way. So at some point along the way, Plays had to, had to be instituted. There wasn't a lot of practice time this season because of all the COVID stuff and all of that. So I don't know how much of a system he could instill. That's why it was probably so easy. It was probably such a cushy gig for him because, in essence, all you're really doing is, well, between Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, 
I can just roll the ball out there and one of them will take the lead and they'll figure it out. Those three dudes are so highly skilled and elite and offensively the acumen is it's off the charts that those three can figure it out or those two can figure it out. Or if it's like this passers where it's just Kevin Durant, he's so good, he can figure it out by himself. So the job of actual coaching probably didn't really surface that much this entire year. Maybe with some so, of the lesser guys like a TLC, um, you know, maybe like a Jeff Green, making sure he's aware of what his role is, Claxton, guys like that. Like the fringe dudes, they get the coaching. But top guys like KD, the Beard, and Kyrie Irving, they're not really getting a lot of coaching. They just learn what the plays are, what the sets are. But in terms of the actual coaching, teaching the game, a lot of that isn't really happening with top guys like that. So it's a really difficult question to answer because that situation is so special and so unique that I don't really know what other coach that had experience. I don't know if a coach who had experience could walk into that situation and do much better than what Steve Nash was able to, able right. to do. Right. Um, exactly. Steve Nash does does get the part of the blame because you could point to, I mean, good points to like just surface level incidents in this series particular, like not uh, giving giving DeAndre Jordan any type of rub, getting him any type of burn because D'Antoni obviously like small ball or what have you. Um, I mean, he played early in the season. He got no. I'm saying he didn't get any rub this this whole entire playoffs. Right. This whole well, I entire mean, playoffs, he didn't played, get but it's not like he's been the 15th man. He was in a rotation early in the season. They just played himself out of it. He wasn't doing anything with the minutes. Yeah, I understand. I mean, they, that, they got just... rid of Jared Allen. Well, when, when they got rid of Jared Allen, I thought that was going to be the sign that, okay, DeAndre is going to be the guy. But even after they traded Jared Allen, who was their only legitimate center until, you know, Claxton stepped up, DeAndre still couldn't get no run. So if you can't get no run, even when the team's only center gets traded away, that tells me more about what you have left as a player, more so than the ineffectiveness of a coach. Okay, cool. So again, another service level issue that uh, that came up was playing uh, Claxton for that one uh, inbounds possession, or not calling out, not calling a timeout in OT when y'all got the when y'all gained the possession because KD had the mismatch or calling a timeout to give KD a little bit of a breather so he won't hit the uh, air ball, or uh, and and this too. Giving uh, uh, giving more minutes to Landry Shaman because again, if you're going to give, if say his name right, to, say his name Shamgar, right, the Shamgar, Shamgar. If you if you if you need shooting, right, and again, we're gonna go. I'm gonna reference Joe Harris again. If Joe Harris is on the floor to be a shooter, and he's not accomplishing that, and you're gonna leave him out there to play defense on Chris Middleton, and he's getting cooked, you might as well put in Landry Shaman to get cooked, and you might as well uh, leave him in to shoot as well. I mean, that's just you know what I'm saying. That's just something that I that I um that's my personal so, um critique. So so less Joe Harris and more Shannon. In that particular situation, yes, the God, the God, yes, because both of them are getting cooked. <laughs> both of them gonna get cooked on defense. All right, who who's more one dimensional offensively? The one who won the three point contest, or the one who has a homemade nickname by Oso? Yo, um, yo, 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 yo! Come on! Come I on, actually, come on. I actually saw, I actually, I actually saw Shamit several times in this series. Actually, drive to the hole with success. Talk about is it. he a shooter so or not? I'm gonna. Now nah, he is a shooter, and I'm actually okay. gonna say. And, and if the question is, what was the question again? I mean, who was? 
who is who's more, more one dimensional? Okay, so if that's the, the question, contest or the one who has a homemade nickname, also. So if we're talking about who's more one dimensional in the the terms guy. of just doing one thing, knowing one, know how to do one thing only and one thing only, that would be Joe Harris. But again, Joe Harris was in Joe Harris in that. to the basket. But Joe and with I've seen him drop to the basket with a with a little uh, lazy layup, and I saw uh, Brook Lopez punch that shit. Wait, right. so Sam, you're you're telling me that you so think Joe Shannon Harris is a better ball handler? Times and gets and gets a couple of layups. Now all of a sudden he's and, more than one dimension. And Sam, actually, you, and and that was actually in the clutch in Game Five to wait, give Katie some some type of help. Sam, yeah. you think that Joe Harris is a better ball handler than, than a god? I think both of them are one dimensional. And by no, I'm, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 Answer you the question. Joe Harris is a better ball a, handler no, than the guy. No, but who is a no? Who is a better ball handler? We answering your questions. We answering your questions. But who is a better? No, no. Who's a better ball handler between Shamit, between Shamit and Harris? Who's a better Joe ball handler? Harris. Fine. Oh, Harris. Uh, come on, Joe Harris. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You don't even believe that. Joe Harris. Stop. Straight. Stop. Stop. All right. Stop. Wait, yo, can, can can we do an episode of trash narratives right now? Starting with that. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, look, I, I don't know how how you could prove me wrong because they're, they're, well, one's a one's a, one's, like one's a point one's, one's a point guard. Well, one's a point guard and one isn't. Who's a point guard? The god. <laughs> Again, you have given him a homemade nickname, so I understand why you know this 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 this, this comparison means. Something. No, he was a point guard in college. He was a point guard in college and a little right. bit of pro. He's a backup point guard in the pros. He's a <laughs> not on this team. He he ain't. Well, no, not on this team. On, but you know, on this the role for him on this team is to be a three and D pause when he's more like a two and D pause. Well, that, that's bad really coaching. Like a zero and D pause. Right. That's that's bad coaching. Then that's not who or he is. Or just or or bad uh, bad roster bad roster construction. Oh, what? Well, that's my point. Is that how, how can you truly blame the coach with such top-heavy roster construction? And then but that, I mean, and then that top-heavy part gets hurt. That's you, you're you're oh, milking yeah, no, all I, of I it can't. on. Yeah. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. You go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't kill Nash for Kyrie being hurt, Harden being hurt, and even during parts of the regular season, KD. Being hurt for me, coaching also, is, is different. Co- coaching to me is honestly for people who've been listening to this pod. I think coaching is vastly overrated. Like I don't think coaching really adds that much to it unless you have a really good one. I think the 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 bar between being great and being average is so vast. While the av- while the the scale between being bad and being average is super small. So. To me, all those coaches are usually between bad and average, so there's little to no difference. But when you actually get a good one, then you see the difference. Then you see the plays and the sets and the philosophy and stuff like that. So that's like to, to be to keep it a buck. Like the Clippers, the gap between Ty Lue and Doc Rivers is vast. You can see the in-game adjustments. You can see the game-to-game change and the tendencies and the sets that they're running. It's clear as day how how you can see it. He's made pandemic P look less pandemic-y 
just by changing sets and being having those adjustments, which Doc Rivers refused to do, and he carried that same stubbornness with him to Philly. So that that change is huge. Whereas when you go from, you know, uh, Kenny Atkinson to Steve Nash, even as a neophyte, as a coach, like that to me, that gap is very small. Despite hold on, hold on, I want to add, I, I just want to add hold on, hold on, this hold on, one hold on, little hold on, thing. I just nah, want to add this one little nah, thing. Ab, 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 ab. He, he up here dropping vocab words like that. Nah, son, that's what above my, my reading level. That's above my reading level. What, what, what does that even mean? I'm going to drop it. Well, I'll just, let me just drop this one little caveat Um, in, in terms of coaching. Let me just give, I'm going to give the devil his due. Um, Uh-oh. Coach like, Bud like what is actually about? is actually a good distributor of minutes. You know what I'm saying? During the regular season, his his big three never plays above 33 minutes because they're blowing teams out. Well, that too, but he keeps it. He he usually keeps it. <laughs> well, he's not what blowing. He's not. Their he's point, not. He's not. He's point. not in the way. They're not, the they're not, they're not. is 10 plus. Like, they're blowing teams out, so they don't got Yeah, but that's, but that's, that's not, not wait, but that's not like a third, but that's not a, like a third, they sit down in a third quarter type of thing. They sit down in like what? The fourth quarter, what, two minutes, three minutes left to go they're, they're in a 48-minute game because there's a game, because look, if you're telling me that they, if they win by 10 points, right, they're not killing a team for they're not going to be killing a team for 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're going to sit they're going to they're going to put their their benches their benches in probably like the 5 minute mark of like the fourth oh. quarter. All, you know what I'm saying? So that's like what? 43 minutes in. So 43 minutes in the the other team is waving a white flag. All but I that's still is, 43 minutes. All I know is that at various points throughout this particular season. Mhm. Anthony Davis had played more minutes than mm-hmm. Giannis. Okay. But one is called injury prone, street clothes, and the whole thing. But wait, wait, the that, other all right, one all right, all right. has won two MVPs and a fraudulent defensive player of the year. All right, all right. But um, like I was, let me let me finish my point. So Bud does at least during the regular season get his uh his top players a rest. You know what I'm saying? Now with Harden, as soon as he got to to um Brooklyn, he's playing an average of like 40 minutes a game just to get them into the playoffs. And that coupled with the fact that he did come into the season out of shape most likely led to all the hamstring problems down the road. I'm just saying. So what does that have to do with coaching though? I'm just saying, I'm just adding that little caveat that culture okay. that coaching sometimes coaching is important. In, far, in terms of actually getting your players the adequate rest that they need through a grueling 82-game season or a 72-game season in, in this case. Right. Okay. I mean, that 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 low management still got the big, big ragu up out of there. He got hurt. He's been down. Um, look, for, hey, for, for me – But no, no, I'm not talking about load management. I'm just talking about – because low management is different. I mean, but that's, exactly but that's essentially missing. what, even if, if, if you're resting players in game or resting them for a full game, to me, that's still low management. If you're, well, to me, if that's you're not only low playing management. Giannis 30 minutes, if you, so if, if you manage somebody's minutes in game, is that not mm-hmm. managing his load? Pause. 
Whoa, hold pause. Ten pauses. All right, let's let's all right. So yeah, um what's the other thing we were talking about? Wait, wait, let me let me segue. I don't want to I don't want to let me segue. Let me segue. Let me segue though. Let me segue. You said he was fine. If you restrict someone's minutes in a blowout game, if you rest someone for whatever amount of minutes, is that not load management? Pause. You're to restricting me, to me, no, the to amount me, of work to, that well, someone is putting out. Can I, answer, can I answer the question? So load management to me entails you missing you missing out on a certain number of games entirely, not actually playing during the game. During the game, that's just to me that's just called coaching or 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 just resting your players adequately. That's not load management to me. <laughs> All right. So wait, yeah, here's, so. My, here's my question. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about this. So obviously, you know, the podcast um, has been a known thrasher of Tibbs as a coach. Yep. This is the next one of the better years in a few in a while under Tibbs. So, Ab, do you think that Tibbs has been an improvement as a coach to the to the Knicks this year? I think uh, defensive philosophy wise, he guys he got guys to 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 actually, uh, you know, to quote-unquote by end to his philosophy but i still think he um to be perfectly honest with you the knicks aren't a number four seed if the heat and teams like celtics. if the heat and celtics were 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 healthy they were more a playing team at best but um you know they did get the they did get the four seed you know what i'm saying this team was projected to win to win uh 21 games they ended up doubling that. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> they were one of the top rated. They're one of the top rated defensive teams in the league, if not the top defensive rated teams in the league. And gave up how much to Atlanta? I mean, that's the playoffs. We we're talking about the regular season. Oh, oh okay. Right. So yeah, put um, that banner up. For he really, being a four he really. Seed? I'm not putting up the banner for being a four seed. Mm. So yeah. Um, he was one of the driving uh, factors in um, having a, a a successful season. So, season. so the fact that Julius and RJ were top three in minutes played, you're you're cool with that. I'm cool with that because again, who who were who was going to shoot the ball? And they obviously are coaching. I mean, who, who, who's on the I mean, roster? Um, who 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 is on the roster? That's a good question. Um, yeah, but quickly, Julius Julius is twenty six, and uh, RJ is twenty. Oh, matter of fact, yeah, RJ actually joined. Uh, uh, I'm I'm glad you brought him up because I think uh, he had he was the youngest to ever uh score five thousand points in his, in to score five thousand points. Um, he joins. The likes of LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, you know, just a you know, few Hall of Famers. Um cool story. To 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 do that. So yeah. Cool story. He's a number three option. But again, that's fine. It's still real early. all those all those dudes it's, you named were never number three options. It's it's still early on in, in his career and he's uh improving all those season dudes by at season. this point in their career were never three options. That's fine, but again, he's improving uh, season by season. He's only twenty one years old. He improved what this season? And I'm and I'm glad and I'm glad he improved his defense this season. And I'm glad that um, by trying. 
and I'm glad that uh, he's, you know, by actually it. engaging on defense. That was that was improvement. I mean, he improved his three point shooting as well. Um, I believe his free throws improved. Um, his but overall field goal, his overall field goal percentage improved. I mean, the question was if he improved, and I'm letting by you know a lot, and I'm oh no, now you're moving the goalposts because your primary question was. Did he improve? So again, and I'm if, naming if, you areas if, in which if you take he somebody who who shoots thirty seven percent from the floor and they shoot thirty seven point five, that's improvement, right? But we know that's not really improvement. So you're just going to take the small win of a point five decimal. That's yes, I would. I would take that. Yes. Okay. All right. Hey, look, Nick fans. I guess they have to, right? I mean, you're putting four seed banners in the Raptors, so I guess. All right. I don't know who's doing that. I, I have yet. I have I, not I, seen. I've seen that. the Photoshop. It's out. There. I haven't seen. Oh, you've seen the Photoshop, but have you actually seen the actual banner? It's it, it's a projection of the actual banner. Okay. Okay. And then you also asked for a big improvement. So the man was shooting thirty two percent from three his rookie season, and is shooting forty percent from three this last season. So is that not a big improvement? Did the attempts go up? Is that yes? The attempts did go up. Oh, so is that, that not an really, improvement? It's not really. So then again, again, you have to pierce wait, wait, the numbers. So wait, wait, you have to pierce. I have the to numbers. pierce, pierce, pierce the numbers. Oh, okay. Yes, so sir. his improvement went up by one point. The actual right. attempts went up by one point, and he is gained did almost his eight points off of it. Did his minutes go up? So wait. So what are we? So what's the? So what's the? So what's the actual wait, question? Wait, wait, wait. Ab, 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 I, I want to know what's the ab, actual question. RJ Barrett is a bust. That's the statement. It's not. It's not even a question. RJ Barrett is a bust. Here, here's okay. where he did it. Here's here we did make a, a big improvement. So first year, sixty-one percent from the free throw line. This year, seventy-five percent. It's a pretty big jump. Did and he take less more free throws? No, less less attempts. Oh, mm, well, I mean, you can take less of them. I mean. <laughs> Does it really matter if you're better if you're taking less of them? I mean, I'm the going to get better at this goal, thing, but I'm not going to take many of them. Though I'm going to take less of this thing that I got better at. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. but that he did get better. Wait, wait. Oh, but but you also shitted on him having a better field goal percentage, but you said that. Since he shoots more. more, so threes. which one? Yes, he does. Take more threes. How many yes, he more does. Threes? How many? He, more does, he takes one point three, one point up. No, no, no. So he took one more three. Okay. All right. Hey, look. That's y'all two. Yeah, that's y'all number two option when he's okay. really number three. I mean, good okay. luck with that. He's a bust. I mean, he's 20, 20 years old, already so averaging 17.6 points. True shooting cool. percentages of 50. I mean, I'll take that. If that's a bust, hey. okay. All right, that, no problem. I'll take that all that, day. That is a bust. I yeah. will take that all day. 20 you years from, old. You go from with who is taken in front of him? From mm-hmm. Zion to Ja, and then that huge of a drop off with RJ, yeah, yeah. Zion Williamson, wait, wait, wait. Zion Williamson, wait, 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 He's a bust at what was expected of him, but he's still oh, better than oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. But I've always said that. All right. All right. If you would have no listened yeah. to that episode, I explained it just like that. So yeah, yeah, no doubt. There, no, no doubt. There's no tap dancing here. No doubt. He's a you bust. check the fouls. He's, he's, he's a, a bust. bust. For what? For what? For what and he's a number two option on a playoff team. I mean, yeah, on a playoff team. 
So on a team that made the playoffs, he's, he's a, a bust. All right, number two. no doubt. Yeah, word. Not, yeah, yeah I stand on it. I sleep I'll well keep, at night. And I'll sleep well at night with uh, drafting RJ. <laughs> you won't in two years. Right. I mean, if he keeps on with this if his uh, productivity. Even get, if his knees even make it that far. If he keeps up he with this productivity. Because he was playing a lot of minutes last year, even before Tibbs, and now he's got the meniscus tearing taskmaster. Yeah, he's actually only played. Goodbye. He actually he actually only plays about thirty minutes. Top three in minutes. He was top three in minutes. Top three in total minutes played. Stop that. And he's at thirty four. Okay, no problem. He was at thirty four this season, but top three no in minutes played in a season where everyone is falling down left and right. The meniscus tearing taskmaster rode that kid into the ground. Cool. Mm. Okay. Coach of the year, right? All right. Hey, of course. Word. Load management. You, you, you're giving took, Coach Bud props, took, but your man runs took, your number three pick into the ground, but that's cool because of defensive philosophy. All right. I don't think he's ran him into the ground. Top I don't, three I don't see played. I don't I don't see anything saying that he was injured. I don't was okay. he injured? I don't, okay. I don't, I, don't hey. I didn't see that. Sure. Hey. You know who also said that? Their first couple of years? Luau Dang mm-hmm. and Jimmy Butler. And Derrick Rose, and what happened? But All three he, fell down and went boom. But I All guess three fell down and went boom. I guess RJ's built differently. Because if no, if all no, three wait, it's all, wait, 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 wait. If all three wait, 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 wait. If all if all three went boom, why did Rose come back to actually play for Tibbs again? Well, several times. I've I I've explained it, but I'll I'll do it again. Because nowhere else can Derrick Rose get the rock, like how mm-hmm. Tibbs just lets him do whatever he wants with the rock. Even though he's even even though he quote unquote tore his meniscus and his knees to up. According he did. to you. That, but, uh, but, no, it's not according to me. It literally happened. It happened against also Sixers. It was literally right there in front of the world to see. So he left him in too long in a game that was decided. He didn't do like your man's coach button, take him out the game so he could load man. That's not my man. He left them in the game. He left them in the game. He left them in the game and he tore his shit up. So it's not an opinion, it's a fact. Question Is Kobe White better than RJ Barrett? No. No. Okay. No. Kobe White's not. No. He said, well, for one, he's not a point guard. Neither one of them got ball handling skills. Uh, neither one of them know how to facilitate. No. All right, I'm, I'm making sure RJ is a big. better shooter. Not by much, but he's a better shooter. Are you are you at least positive about the Bulls this year? Or no? Are you still giving, you're giving up? Why would I be? Well, there's, just, there's nothing to give up on. I was never on to give up. So, as a, as a former fan, do you think they have a chance to be better than they were last year? I mean, if you mean by record, I mean, maybe, because it'll be 82 games, so they'll have 10 more games to try to beat whatever trash record they had this year. Yeah, that was masterful. That was masterful. What? But if you mean just be better in terms of they're going to make the playoffs or something, I mean, how? They got gassed off Vucevic. They they, They tricked off and traded Gafford. Gafford went to Washington and had a real point guard, and all of a sudden he's rim running. Which, you know, the Bulls never had a point guard, so they never discovered that Daniel Gafford could run, could rim run. Now they're stuck with an old Vucevic on a mass contract who can't rim run. Which today's NBA, as a big, if you're not Jokic, you got a rim run. 
So, I mean, sure. <laughs> but nah. All right. Nah. So, final thoughts, final remarks. Also, let, let off with his State of the Sixers address. Aired him out pretty good. Brought up Ben Simmons' dad the day after Father's Day. Ab wants Ben Simmons to be a Nick and is not mad and will trade, I'm assuming, almost anything to get Ben Simmons to be a Nick. So I'll go to Ab first, then also to close it out. Ab, final remarks. Yo, Ben, man, if you want to come to come to a place where they don't bring your jerseys or call you a bum and curse you out and threaten to beat you up, threat like threats of violence against your family, come over here to New York. We got you. It's the Mecca. So I know it's the popular opinion because everyone's a prisoner of the moment, and Ben is the uh, scapegoat of the century at the moment. Um, I think the reality is um, it'll play out a lot differently than everyone thinks it will. And, and short of, you know, some team willing to give up a really good player for Ben, which I don't think is the case at this moment, uh, I don't foresee him moving. Uh, I think he will be a sixer. Um, now, what happens after that, who, who knows? Um, I think Doc needs to go. I think Ben needs to go as well, but I think both will be back. All right. So, look, I, I wanted to give the homies a chance to, to, to get they shit off, so I, I took a back seat on this one to let them really get, get into their bag. Uh, so, appreciate also coming through North, North Philly Zone, North with the F. Um, appreciate him coming through and doing what he does. Ab, co-host of the Respectfully Unruly podcast, available on where? Uh, Apple and uh, Spotify. Appreciate him coming through. And y'all know what it is. Um, I'm going to pull up, and y'all know how I do. I'm going to do my own burial of the sixes and really, you know, do what I do because I know y'all been waiting for that. So uh, that'll be coming soon. But I wanted to have to have the homies come through and get their shit off as well. So appreciate y'all for listening. The CMV Podcast. We out.